Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He himself, his own spirit is imparted. He moves in and makes our bodies his temple somehow. And this mission to offer eternal life, life that's not temporary, life that that doesn't end at some point, life that just goes on and on and on and the life of God, that, that mission to offer that, it's of far greater importance than clean drinking water. In the message today, Pastor Robert will encourage you to share the good news of the gospel. He'll remind you that the here and now is fading away, but spiritual matters are eternal. Does your perspective change when you think of how long eternity is compared to this life? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 9 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. But you see, the life that he referred to there, it's more than a physical heartbeat. Everybody there had a physical heartbeat, right? Everybody there was alive. All of you are alive right now, physically. You have a heartbeat. But do you understand that's temporary? It's going to stop. You're living in a loner vehicle that you're going to have to turn back in. One day he's taking it back. It's not permanent. And the, the life, there's more than one type of life, just like there's more than one type of death. The Bible talks to us about a second death. You know, the first death is when, when your, your spirit separates from your physical body. Physical death. The second death is when your spirit is separated from God. If your spirit is separated from God, you're not alive. A lot of times people read, you know, what the Bible has to say about the Garden of Eden and what happened and the man and the woman and they died because of sin and, but they're still walking around. Well, yeah, that's because he's not talking about the heartbeat. He's not talking about the physical body. He's talking about something much bigger than that. God separated himself from that original man and woman in the beginning. He he withdrew his life from their mortal bodies. Now, what the Bible tells us is that the same one who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body if you'll just entrust yourself to him. He's not going to somehow modify everything to suit you, but if if you'll come and bow before him and submit yourself to him as who he is, the God of heaven and earth, the creator of 
all things. Well, then, yeah, he'll, he will put himself, the Bible says, he'll give you life. The one who is life will give you life. He'll make you alive spiritually. And, and, and that's what he's talking about here. It's a life that transcends the physical and temporal, the life of God himself, which only he can impart, and which once given makes the recipient part of the family. You actually become a child of God. And there's this idea that a lot of people have that we're all children of God, but that's simply not true. Yes, we're all his creation, but we're not all his children. Jesus confronted that fact with the Pharisees at one point. He, he said, you look like your father, the devil. You don't look a thing like Abraham. You call an Abraham your father, but you look nothing like Abraham. Your behavior tells me that you're a child of the devil. In the Romans, we're referred to as children of wrath. Not, we're not children of God until he puts his spirit inside you. When Jesus was called to go to his friend, Lazarus, who had died. You know, he was sick and the sisters called for him and then he died. And, you know, when Jesus finally got there, he said to Martha, Lazarus's sister, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. I am the life. He himself, his own spirit is imparted. He moves in and makes our bodies his temple somehow. And this mission to offer eternal life, life that's not temporary, life that, that doesn't end at some point, life that just goes on and on and on, and the life of God, that, that mission to offer that, it's of far greater importance than clean drinking water or ending modern-day slavery. As important as those things are, this is more important, more important than raising a little girl from the dead. Healing people from cancer is more important than those things. As important as those things are, they're temporary. But the question comes again, I mean, wasn't this a huge opportunity to convince people of his identity? Why send them all away as he raises this girl back to life? Again, it says while he was still speaking, talking to the lady that had been healed from the flow of blood, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, your daughter is dead. It's over. Let it go. It's too late. But Jesus heard it and answered him saying, don't be afraid. Only believe and she'll be made well. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the girl. Now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, don't weep. She's not dead. She's sleeping. And they ridiculed him, knowing that she was dead. But he put them all outside, took her by the hand and called, saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned, and she arose immediately, and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And her parents were astonished. See, it's an interesting thing to consider. Everybody knew she was dead. They knew his reputation as a healer. But when he said to them, she's not dead, she's asleep, the way the King James Version words it, they laughed him to scorn. They laughed at him. And so he put them outside. They had no idea who it was that was talking to him. You know, when we looked at this passage last time, I, that same afternoon, Sunday afternoon, I got a phone call from one of the brothers, and he had a great question. It was a legitimate question. He wanted to talk to me about this passage because he, he had seen it, you know, and, and, and he said, you know what? Was Jesus lying to these people? 
I mean, he knew she wasn't, he knew she was dead. He, he knew she wasn't asleep, literally. He knew she wasn't just taking a nap. He knew she was dead. And, and Luke affirms it, Matthew affirms it. Her spirit had to come back to her body, right? She was dead. They all laughed at him. They knew she was dead. So did he just miss that somehow? I mean, did, 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 was Jesus lying about it or, or was Jesus confused? I mean, what's really going on here? Now, what's really going on here is that he knew that was temporary. The giver of life intended to call her right. It's like, she's she going to be right back. This is not permanent. Don't freak out. Don't weep. She'll be right back. I deal with it all the time, you know, as a, as a law enforcement chaplain and even as a pastor. I deal with death all the time. And when you see a lifeless corpse, you know it, it's empty. You can just kind of tell there's nothing there. It, and the Bible refers to it like an empty tent. And so we look at that and, and we see that as permanent, not understanding that, no, actually, it's not. It's just that the person who inhabited that body has moved on. And you've lost contact with them. But it's not a permanent condition. They live. They live. Right now. My, my grandfather... Right after I became a Christian, he died. And it shook me up because there were some things I, I felt like I needed to say to him. I needed to ask his forgiveness for something. You know, there were some things I needed to talk to him about. And as I was driving to the hospital, hoping that he wasn't dead, hoping I was going to have an opportunity to talk with him one last time, it's like I, I heard, not, not like an audible voice, but just in my thoughts, I'm praying. I'm, you know, driving like a maniac trying to get to the hospital because they had called us and said it didn't look good. I'm trying to get there, and I'm praying, God, please, God, you, you know I've got you know I to talk to him about this. You know I've got to ask his forgiveness about this. You know I need to see him one more time. I just had this thought, and, and it was like I, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'll tell him. It was just a thought. But in that moment, please don't miss what I'm saying. In that moment, I realized he's gone. But he's with Jesus. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study of Jesus' life from Matthew's perspective next time. For now, though, You can explore more of Pastor Robert's teachings online at MainThingRadio.com. You're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 and 6 p.m. for worship and Bible study. If you're not able to join us in person, we still would love to have you be part of our church family. Join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About 
to find a link to our church homepage. We offer Spanish translation at some of our services as well. Visit our website to learn more. We'll also be streaming on Facebook Live. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach and be sure to like our page for the latest updates. We also invite you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search for Calvary Miami Beach. We'd love to hear from you too. Give us a call at 305-531-2730. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more from the Book of Matthew, right here on Main Thing Radio.